Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light and live from the WHIO studios. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Bud Light. Here's to the beer you can always count on. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. Call in with your comments or questions, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now, here are your hosts, John Bedell and John Tistel. Hey, Flyer fans. Yikes. Welcome to one of those contractually obligated editions of Flyer Feedback. We got to talk about this one until 7. Dating a loser this afternoon and into tonight, 75-62 to the St. Louis Billikens. The Arch Baron Cup slips through their fingers with a 13-point yeah. loss. John Vidal, John Tisdale, and you Flyer fans here uh, live from our Dayton studios as we're going to recap this clunker uh, until 7. And uh, a winnable game on the road. Tis to a, uh, as we mentioned in the postgame show, a St. Louis team that has had an influx of talent from last year's squad that isn't saying much when you consider how low the bar was for them last year. They were one of the doormats in the league. Um, but they're not that good. You've, you've got no. two top 100 freshmen uh, in this in this recruiting class that's currently playing for St. Louis, and you had a ton of traditional Power Five transfers, uh, four, and you got one of them on the court because uh, you've got Enriquez, Ty Graves, and Jermaine Bishop, uh, three players sitting right now with allegations of sexual assault from an incident that happened back in September, according to investigators. So. Uh, this is a this is a team without some of its horses, Tiz. Um, but boy, still a thirteen point loss. Dayton, you know, we were talking in the post game. One of the keys here, I thought, was the turnovers. Fifteen turnovers, St. Yep. Louis, with twenty four points off of it. Um, they were in foul trouble. The Flyers were in the first half, and that one three one zone was causing them fits. They solved it in the second frame, but then Travis Ford threw the two three at them. And they couldn't figure that out, and they went long stretches uh, without scoring against it. And it added up to a 75-62 loss. And the Flyers now will come back home under 500 again. They dropped to 10-11 and 11 on the year, 4-5 and five and 8-10 play. And Anthony Grant talked about still wanting to uh, get a top-four seed. And I don't know, Tiz, I mean, there, it is a log jam in the middle of that conference. It is. But Dayton's five, they're, they're well, they're two... They're two games out of that third seed. They came in tonight tied for six with St. Joe's, but yeah. now that's they've gone that's gone. Know, that's, now. I mean, the way this team's looking at times, I don't know about a top four. <sighs> yeah, seat I don't see it that's, happening either. I don't I don't know. I just don't. <laughs> I, just don't. I don't think I, you know? I think you know, right now they're tied with the uh, St. Louis at four and five with St. Bonaventure. <laughs> right behind them at three and four, George Mason at three and five. George Mason losing to VCU uh earlier today. And just again, the class of the A ten. It's Rhode Island, and they went at the buzzer against Duquesne. Give Duquesne credit. They gave Rhodey everything they could handle this afternoon. But uh, look, look, bottom line on this, and Anthony talked about this, and again, we're going to talk about this till about 7 o'clock. Give us a call, 457-1290. The foul trouble, that changed the game drastically for them. Um, it you know They had to play minutes with the lineup that they normally don't play. They had trouble with the 1-3-1, and they had trouble with the 2-3 zone in the second half. And St. Louis made shots. You know, Anthony talked about it with the with Larry Hanskin. If if there was one thing that I wondered, and you and I were talking about this before, through as we were throwing it to coach, and we said that during the time during the break, 
the timeout usage. I mean, why not take a timeout, you know, in the middle of yeah. that run? I wondered that even in the Davidson game. But, uh, you know, when Davidson was making their run after Dayton was up double digits, um, that's a thing that I'm that I'm really curious about. Why why not call in those timeouts? But, you know, we got uh, some yeah, lots to talk about. It's something I would have liked. Um, I would have Me asked too. Anthony, but it didn't come up in the postgame. Nope. We'll see if it, it does uh, in the postgame that's off our airwaves in the postgame press conference. John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you Flyer fans here for Flyer Feedback. Dayton Loser 75-62. More feedback on the other side of this break after we take a break for news right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. Fox News Radio. I'm Joe Chiro. He says work on making America better is too important to be impaired by the distraction. Steve Wynn resigning as finance chair of the Republican National Committee following a Wall Street Journal report detailing sexual misconduct allegations against him by a number of women. One of the more damning allegations comes from a manicurist who accuses Wynn of forcing her to have sex with him back in 2005. According to the journal, Wynn later paid the woman $7.5 million in a settlement. Fox's Will Carr, Wynn calls the allegations preposterous. The U.S. condemning and attacking Kabul that killed nearly 100 people. The bomb hidden in an ambulance. The driver of the explosive-laden ambulance made it past a checkpoint, telling police he was transporting a patient to a nearby hospital before detonating the device. Most of those killed are civilians. Fox's David Lee Miller. Fox News. We report. You decide. Adults 50 years or better. Spring registration for the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute at the University of Dayton is now open. The flexibility of registering for as many seminars as you would like brings a customized, fun, and intellectually stimulating experience for all. This spring, enjoy seminars such as What's this cloud I keep hearing about? What you didn't know about taxes? Adventure Travel 2018, Artisan Bread Baking, and more. Some seminars do fill up, so call now to secure your seat. Call 229-2347. That's 229 229-2- Three, four, seven. It takes four essential ingredients to brew Bud Light. Barley, rice, water, and hops. But this is a 30-second commercial. So here's some sound effects of bottles opening. Here's to the beer you can always count on. Brewed to be America's favorite light lager. Bud Light. Famous among friends. Enjoy responsibly, Bud Light Beer, AB St. Louis, Missouri. Rain tapering off this evening. Overnight tonight, could see some fog, maybe some slick spots as temperatures drop below freezing. I think most of us will be in the lower 30s, but upper 20s could be in some of those outlying areas. More sunshine with a few passing clouds on Sunday, mid, maybe even upper 40s for highs. Overnight Sunday to Monday, could see a few snow showers or flurries. Temperatures on Monday will only top out near freezing. Colder Tuesday, upper 20s, partly cloudy. More clouds Wednesday, back in the mid 40s. Highs near 40 Thursday with the chance for rain. Cold air returns Thursday evening. With that, we could see that rain change over to snow. I'm meteorologist Brett Collar of the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey, Flyer fans, John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you. 
here for Flyer Feedback. Dating a loser this afternoon, 75-62 to the St. Louis Billikens. Uh, Travis Ford and company snap a seven-game losing skid in this series. Dayton had won seven straight, dating back to, hard to believe this one, 2014. It had been that long since the Flyers had yep. lost to St. Louis. And Travis Ford now in his career is now 2-1 and one against Anthony Grant. They met uh, during the days where they were at uh, Ford and Grant were at Oklahoma State and Alabama, respectively. They split uh, the two times they played while they were at those respective schools. And now Ford gets a leg up on Grant 2-1. to one. Then these teams will play again uh, here, I believe, next month, Tiz. Looking yep. at the schedule. Uh, they play February 20th. There you go. One of, the, one of their pod teams yep. that they get home and homes with. So mm-hmm. you've got the one out of the way in St. Louis today, the clunker. And they'll get a return <sighs> game uh, in Dayton next month. That's correct. So... Uh, That'll be a late night. That's a 9 o'clock tip, at least for the 20th. And by the way, to note, by the way, the UD announced it this afternoon. The March 3rd game against GW has been moved from 1230 to 3 o'clock. So no UD sunrise special for the uh, for the for the for uh, our friends over at the Red <laughs> Scare. Right. So uh, you get to actually sleep in. Uh, re- re- afternoon start around 3 o'clock. So you can so. still roll over to KU at noon and get your brunch. That's exactly right. get to the 3 o'clock <laughs> tip on exactly time. That's exactly right. You can get over to KU to get your brunch or Mary Crest or, uh, or v- I forget VW. I don't think VWK is open on the weekends. At least it wasn't when I was there. It was there. back in the day. Used to be yeah. a buffet back in the day, too. That's it right. isn't any longer. It's no. fancy, though. It's yeah, it's lo- it looks a lot better. It looks yeah, a lot looks better. A lot I was there a few years ago. There. Yes, you're absolutely. It's way, way changed since I was there. Boy, yeah. Long flight home from St. Louis for these guys. Guys, yeah. after this one, Dizzy. Yeah, lo- minus and a long- 13. Yikes. Long and drive also for some of the Flyer faithful that took the yeah. a road trip. The from, it's a long five-plus-hour drive for them. So, uh, yep, it is. Uh, that was not a fun game. But, uh, you know, I mean, look, you know, it's the turnovers. You know, we... Yeah, what, 15? 15 turnovers. Difference in this one, 24 points off turnovers. Free throw difference, 20 at 25. Billikens, Flyers, 8 at 9. Um, and, and looking at the bot score, you had Josh Cunningham, 16 points before he fouled out. And let's keep in mind, Josh didn't play in the first half. He only played nine minutes in the first half because he was in foul trouble. Daryl Davis, uh, St. Louis did a good job on him today. 10 points, was held to 10 points, three of 10 from the field. Jordan Davis played well, 11 points. Uh, Jalen Crutcher, 14 points, most of those early, but had, uh, six turnovers. Uh, Costas, a non-factor with two points. Zarius Williams with three points. Uh, so very again, very little production out of the bench. Uh, Mateus Voboda did not play. I, you know, quiet game, two turnovers, did not score. Um, and just you know, best Roby Johnson. They all played well. And St. Louis, one of the worst shooting teams in the A10, nine three pointers. And yeah, uh, it was their day. It was their day. It wasn't the Flyers. So uh, just your thoughts on this one, uh, folks, 457-1290, as uh, we want to hear from you. We're here till 7 o'clock. <laughs> Almost afraid to do that after a loss like this, but we'll I know. open it up. You can we will open it up. At yes. John Sisdale and at JMDLWHIO <laughs> right. on Twitter, or you can call us up at 457-1290. No yes. like Mike here tonight because no, we're here, not no. at Flanny's probably a good thing. Yeah, um, Yeah. We, we had mentioned that St. Louis had only shot 40% or better from three-point mm-hmm. range yeah. two times all season. We, and by we, I mean our friend Stephen Wright on the Twitter machine. Um, and went back and checked. The other, the only other two times it happened before tonight were Rockhurst. They went 42, almost 43%. They shot 42-9. They went 6 of 14 against Rockhurst, both in the non-con. And then they shot an even 40%, 8 of 20 against Southeast Missouri. And now you can add Dayton to that mark. It's their mm. high water mark for the Billikens now. Yeah. Uh, in terms of three-point shooting for this season, they shoot an even 50%. 
going nine of 18 from beyond the arc. And, you know, let's just be honest, that wasn't just all, you know, St. No. Louis deviating from their norm. You know, I think Dayton's defense had something to do with that. It has to. You don't just shoot 50% like that without some help. No. I mean, and Dayton started out well. I mean, they, they were up they to did. 17. They were up 17 7. I mean, Travis Ford used a couple of timeouts. I mean, he was quick to use the timeouts. I will say this. Uh, I thought, you know, I like Anthony Grant, but I thought Travis Ford outcoached him today. I thought that he. Uh, did a good job using the timeouts. The changing zone defenses gave the Flyers fits, whether it was the 1-3-1 in the first half and the 2-3 zone in the second. Uh, and he also, uh, just to me, utilized the bench. They got good production out of the bench, 21 bench points. I mean, the Flyers, we know we don't play much because of the uh, the lack of, because uh, without the depth, because, you know, Jordan's playing. I mean, did forced four of the five guys in double figures for the Flyers were all starters. And, you know, with Zarius off the bench, Zarius is not a good year. I mean, that, that was the one thing you no. and I were talking about before the game. That's a guy that's really disappointing. He, yeah. he, he, he had such a good year last year. And I had, you know, I think we all had high expectations. Oh, a lot of people did. He was expected to kind of be that third scorer to help Daryl Davis and Josh Cunningham. They've done their job. Zarius is really, and Jalen Crutcher's done a nice job, even though he struggled a little bit today. But Zarius has really struggled. He's never been the same, really since coming back from Charleston when he was out for that extended period of time. Well, and you mentioned, I mean, th- there's there was a lot of talk before this season. You're not the only one to bring this up, Tiz. There was a lot of chatter for you know him potentially with that, you would think, that next progression he would make this year, uh, that he would possibly be in the discussion for maybe second team all A-10. You know, some yeah. sort of postseason honor. Right now he's not on that track. Who no. knows what will happen the rest of the way, but... At this point, I'm inclined to say the Tiger doesn't change his stripes from a micro level in terms of this season in itself. Zarius kind of is what he is, and he's on the struggle bus. Yeah. Why? I don't know, but he is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a disappointing year for him. Uh, a yeah. disappointing effort, too, uh, on the road, because this, this is a winnable game. This was. Like we said, there's been an influx of talent for this Billikens team, but when there the has. ball was as low as it was last year, I mean, they were one of the, what, two or three worst teams in the league last yeah, year? Yeah, they were Everybody, awful last year. Everybody, if you needed to get up off the schneid or break a losing skid, the recipe was go play St. Louis because everybody was running a rough shot over them last year. They were. I mean, look, Dayton took care of business against them twice last year and pretty convincingly, um, looking at the stats from last year, Dayton won at the arena last year 67-46, and then the game at Chaffetz Arena 80-85-63, and, yeah. and that was in front of, like, 5,000. They weren't drawing at all last year at Chaffetz. And uh, I think it was, what, 9,000? I think as much. I think I may, I don't know what the attendance was at, Shea, at the uh, at the game tonight, but it was... It looked full. It looked full. It looked to be pretty It looked to be pretty yep. full. Chaffetz is a nice arena. Chaffetz is a nice place for the Billikens to play because they played for years at the old Kill, at the Kill Center where the St. Louis Blues played, and they didn't draw well at all, but they, they, they usually draw pretty well over there. But yeah, uh, just a uh, a frustrating way to go there. And now it is. You get a week off, which, you know, I guess there's two schools of thought. Do you want to – now you're stuck mulling this thing over, this clunker yeah. over for a full week because they don't play again until Saturday. Mm-hmm. And you get a UMass team that, speaking of clunkers, you lost to an undermanned UMass squad here at home. Now you got to go to Amherst, a place where Dayton hasn't won since the first Christmas in the regular season. Yeah. My God, you talk about a house of horrors mm-hmm. for this D- UD team. There's a handful of them in the A-10, but – that Amherst, Tiz, that skyrockets at the top of the list. Yeah. They haven't won there in a long, long time in the regular season. And UMass lost to Fordham today, eighty-two to sixty-nine. Yikes. How about that? That's that's the most disappointing. That's that is easily. I mean, I guess it could have been worse. You could have lost to Fordham. Well, 
let's not say that because we play Fordham later in the year. But <laughs> I, I, look, I mean, I'm, we're not trying to like sack on them. Going. We're really not. But that's where it is right now. I mean, I think we're at the acceptance point at least this year. You know what this feels like? And you and I were talking about this as well. This feels like Archie's second year, where you know they were losing a lot of close games and they just couldn't quite get over the hump. That team was learning how to win with Pierre. Remember before Kari yeah. Price transferred, Darren Becker was on that team before he left, and you still had the two knuckleheads um, of, uh, of Scott and of Scott and Robinson. Robinson. Those guys before uh, they got kicked off the team, which they should have. Alex Ravilovich, talking about the wayback machine. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, he was on that team. He was the the first recruit yeah. from uh, from uh, Those Archie are the Miller. Beginnings of Archie's recruiting. That's because exactly it was right. And then Pierre, and then the next year, uh, Scucci and Kimmel and we saw and what happened. I mean, it took it took a couple years for. Archie to get his guys and look and Gregory had some at moments you know he had Purnell's players his first year he had B Rob his second year with uh, Trent Meacham then Meacham left and uh, they lost a lot of close games they were under 500 in his third year so this reminds me of BG's third year and this reminds me of Archie's uh, second year and yes the Dayton was able to finish over 500 in Archie's year but they lost a lot of close games a lot yeah. of winnable games that year well and that was a season two where you know we've talked about this throughout this season the way Archie started, his second season was worse than the first, and the third, for a time, was looking like it was going to be worse than the second. Yep. So he was on a downward trend for those yep. first two and a half years, and all of a Correct. sudden, boom, they pull the rabbit out of the hat as soon as we flip the calendar to February and beat everybody not named St. Joe's between February of 2014 yep. and, well, I guess Florida too. But between flipping the calendar to February and that Elite Eight run, I mean, it was looking tis. Before that point, like, oh boy. Mm-hmm. And there was plenty of fan. I mean, there was just as much trepidation among the fan base then as there, there is. seems to be starting to boil over and come to the surface yeah. at this point. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I get it's a frustrating season, but. Yeah, we're all I, frustrated. You got to give it some time. You got to give it some time. I mean, listen, I mean, I understand. Look, I'm frustrated. You're frustrated. They don't have, they don't have, they don't have the guys. They just don't. They're, they're, I mean, when you got. One senior on the team. You've got Cunningham that didn't. Let's face it. Remember, Cunningham did not play much last year because he got hurt in the Alabama game. Right. I mean, Crutcher, Jordan Davis, the freshman, Trey Landers didn't play much. I mean, these guys are learning. The the two guys that really were playing a lot were Zarius Williams and Daryl Davis. Those were the playing the most minutes. John Crosby was pretty much Scooch's backup, and he Crosby was starting. Didn't play much at all today. And this is a team that's again that's learning. Not only are they learning to play together, and they're 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 learning how to win. And keep in mind, you got one guy, one recruit who's not even playing, and you got one yeah, on top and, of and Jordan Pierce on top of that, and then you have one guy who's who's having to sit out this year too, and that's not helping too. So yeah, well, and in the first half too, and Anthony brought this up in his post game comments with Larry that you heard live here on AM twelve ninety and News ninety five seven WHIO that. You know, the foul trouble, and and some of that is out of their control. When you got a call like Costas yeah. second that looked like he got away with a clean block, right? and they call a foul, some of that is out of their control uh, when, you, when you're talking about foul trouble. There are things that certainly you got to be maybe more cognizant of your foul situation and try yeah. to be, you know, don't give the refs a reason to, to blow that whistle. But the foul trouble in the first half, as Anthony pointed out, did force them to go with a lot of lineups that they don't, typically go with this year and I don't know if that you know I can see that you know that would have thrown them out of whack sure Um, but in the second half we saw from Anthony what we saw against Davidson in that he really kind of went with that iron five the starters and really the only guys in the second well against Davidson the only the only guy that saw minutes besides the starters 
with Zerius. You sprinkle in five minutes from him yeah. just to give some guys a rest a little bit. But I think Crusher right. logged, I think it was 38 or 39 minutes, Tiz, on, on Wednesday against Davids or Tuesday night against Davidson. he had 40 Davidson. minutes today. Um, and we've seen that where he really rides those starters in the second half, and it's the, the starting five in Zerius. We'll see if that continues going And the forward. only reason Costas played 11 minutes is because uh, Josh Cunningham was in foul trouble. That's the only reason why Costas was uh, was uh, playing. And uh, by the way, uh, one, one I'll say this to the SLU student section. You're not Giannis. How long did it take for them to come up with that? That was really original. <laughs> original. Really original. Yeah, and I was tweeting about that too during the game because, and I'll, I'll understand the argument that it's a national game. I understand it is not a thoroughly UD audience. It's a national audience. Right, right. And that maybe not everybody knows that he's related to Giannis. Although my argument would be it's painfully obvious with a last name like Antetokounmpo. People can put two and two together. Yeah. So, But I'll give yeah. you that. Even if you want to mention it, fine. But my thing is, mention it and then move the hell on from it. Yeah. Stop with beating that storyline to a pulp with, well, we should come up with a nickname for him. And if Giannis is Greek Freak, what does that make him? Is it Greek Point 2.0? Yeah. That's what people call him, Greek Freak. Two. Nobody calls him that. Yeah. Now, the national media seems to want to think, I guess, that that's... I don't hear anybody around the program calling that. It's no. Costas. So I'll just put it to rest. Just if you want to mention it, fine. But mention, mention it, it once, once and, and move on. on. It's just such a hackneyed, unoriginal. It doesn't help. Line. There's there's better things to talk about. If they're getting blown mm. out by sixty, you got to tap dance a little bit, right, and fill some time. Yeah. Okay, fine. Go back into your really dig into that bag of storylines right. and talk about. Did you know who his brother is? <laughs> yes, everybody. <laughs> yes, we know. Okay. Yes. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I mean, listen. Yeah, and, and you know what? I mean, Kosas is tr- is is trying to develop and work with the coaching staff. He's trying to work with Anthony Solomon, with James King, Ricardo Greer and company. They're trying to work with him. And, you know, there are times where Costas has looked good this year, but there are times where he has not, where he has kind of lost his composure. Yeah, I think raw. He's raw. He's learning. Look, uh, Larry and Bucky have commented on that several times throughout the year, that he's raw. I mean, this is a guy, remember, Mate Svoboda and Costas, they're not used to the U.S. ball. Remember a couple of times where they yeah. kind of got the lame violations? And it's not an excuse, but they're not used to that to that brand of basketball. Because in the European game, you can kind of get out a little bit more. Because the European ball is different than how you play in the United States. It, it really is. You see that when, when the United States is playing in the Olympics or in some of these other tournaments, in those FIFA tournaments. That, that's how different that they are. But... Yeah, and taking a look around the A-10, too. Rody with a really good win today. Oh Almost an escape, if you can say that at home. They were uh, in, uh, I always want to say Providence, Kingston, Kingston. at the Ryan Center. It's outside uh, Providence, but close enough. Rody cracking the top 25, first of all, this yeah. week. They're at number 24. They stay undefeated, Tiz, at 9-0. and Oh, my. I tuned into that game just in time, because I was watching NC State in Carolina. That was a good And I tuned too. into that game because I had seen some people around the the league tweeting about it, uh, mm-hmm. just different beat writers and such that I follow. So yeah. I turned it over just in time. It was tied to 58 with, I think, 33 seconds left. Yeah. So I flipped over to, it was on NBC Sports Network, to see the tail end of the timeout yeah. and Rhodey's possession. They had to go to the length of the floor with 33 seconds. Yeah. They get into the forecourt. They wait until about 10 seconds left to go. And one of their guards, I, his name escapes me, drives, a defense collapses, tis, and wide the heck open in the left wing is Stanford Robinson. Bang. He lets go of three as time expires just before it gets it off. Right. And it's about halfway through its arc to the bucket as the time expires. Bang. Onions. 61-58. Rody beats Duquesne. It's their year. And they're just running away, Tiz, with it because at this point, they're 9-0. and 
atop yeah. the A-10. There are full three games ahead of They're, Davidson and VCU who are yeah. tied for third right now at 5-2. Just make two them the number one seed right now and be done with it, please. Yeah, and it's increasingly <laughs> as if we didn't. We've been saying it's, it, but now it is we're coming into it. a sharp focus. Yeah. Unless somebody not named Rhode Island wins that A-10 tournament, this is a one-bid league. Absolutely. Agreed. Flyers are losers. 75-62 to the St. Louis Billikens on the road. John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you Flyer fans here for Flyer Feedback live from our Dayton studios. The home stretch of it on the other side right here on the home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback. Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Cassano's Pizza has been Dayton's hometown pizza for nearly 65 years. Please welcome back Cassano's Fans in the Stands UD Basketball Pregame Show. Hosted at our Brown Street store. Make it your pregame or postgame stop for every home game. Just say King Me when you order an extra large deluxe pizza at regular menu price and receive a free medium pepperoni pizza. Call 294-KING or visit 294-KING.com to order now. Go Flyers! 14 teams come to compete, but only one will win the crown. The Heart of the Nation will host the Atlantic 10 Men's Basketball Championship at Capital One Arena in March of 2018. Five days of non-stop basketball action. There can only be one champion. The A-10 Championship at Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. March 7th through 11th, 2018. Buy your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. You can always count on the crisp, refreshing taste of Bud Light. Just like you can always count on Tailgate Terry. Without Tailgate Terry, you wouldn't have cold Bud Lights and seven-layer dip at every pregame. That's 56 layers per season. Just the right amount if you ask Terry. Just don't ask him while he's inflating the eight-foot mascot he blows up for tailgating. Tailgate Terry is famous among friends. He deserves a Bud Light. Enjoy responsibly Bud Light Beer, AB St. Louis, Missouri. Have you been thinking about retiring? It could be the most important decision of your life. Tune in to Russell Total Wealth Radio Saturdays at 1 p.m. and now on Sundays at 11 a.m. right here on WHIO for answers to your questions about how to maximize your money during retirement. Plus, learn strategies about minimizing your taxes. Get the facts and learn about all of your options. Tune in Saturdays at 1 p.m. and now Sundays at 11 a.m. on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO part of our Ask the Expert weekends. Do you suffer from joint pain that limits your activity? If you answered yes, join a Kettering Health Network orthopedic specialist for an educational event on treatment options. To find an orthopedic event near you, visit KetteringHealth.org backslash ortho. That's KetteringHealth.org backslash O-R-T-H-O or call 937-558-3988. Trust your joint health to Kettering Health Network and stay active. Adults 50 years or better. Spring registration for the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute at the University of Dayton is now open. The flexibility of registering for as many seminars as you would like brings a customized, fun, and intellectually stimulating experience for all. This spring, enjoy seminars such as History of the 1919 World Series, Artificial Intelligence, Intermediate iPhone, Creative Studio, Shoot Process Print, and more. Some seminars do fill up, so call now to secure your seat. Call 229-2347. That's 229-2347. While the rain is expected to taper off this evening, go ahead and keep the umbrella handy if you have plans to be out this evening. Could be a light lingering shower. I'm meteorologist Brett Collar in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 
You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey, Flyer fans. John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you here. We're coming to you live from our Dayton studios this evening as Dayton is a loser, 75-62. The 13-point loss to the Billikens drops them to... 10 and 11 overall, 4 and 5 and 8 10 play. And uh, they will now get a week off to stew in this one until they head back on the road to Amherst. Yikes, a place where they haven't won a long time regular season wise, nope. Tizzy, as you know. Nope. Uh, to play the UMass Minutemen a week from today at 2 o'clock in Amherst as we turn the 8 10 schedule and the calendar to February. Yep. Taking a look at the 8 10 standings today. You missed, uh, hopefully, you caught the end of it. If you didn't, you. You, you missed a heck of an ending over on NBC Sports Network earlier today with Rhode Island escaping 61-58 with a three-pointer at the buzzer. It was in the air as time expired. Stanford Robinson hit a dagger to uh, keep Rhodey undefeated. 9-0 in the A-10 as they uh, cracked the top 25 as we predicted they would on this fine radio program last mm-hmm. week. 24 in the land of the Rhode Island Rams. Uh, the Richmond Rams, VCU a winner, 84-76 <laughs> over George Mason. Uh, that one, I was getting kind of frustrated as it was winding down, Tiz, because it was preventing Dayton from <laughs> coming out on time. That's get, right. Get these guys off Yeah, the I know. Yeah, you're, Larry and Bucky were commenting about that, too. It's like, come on, let's go, wrap yeah. it up. Because the entire because t- they were waiting for it because the game was on CBS Sports <laughs> Network, and they had to wait for VCU and George Mason to finish uh, finish yeah. off at, uh, in Fairfax. So, But they, they wrapped it up. And, and uh, uh, the aforementioned Fordham Rams, the other uh, Rams, the third of three in the in A-10. 82-69, a winner over the aforementioned UMass Minutemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only other A-10 team in action today. It is not a A-10 conference game. Uh, St. Joe's, though, does have a big five matchup yep. with their crosstown rival, the Penn Quakers. That game tips at seven in the Palestra. The Hawk will be going. Yes, uh, not an A-10 game, but a big one for. Oh, that's a the big Hawks game, just because uh, you know the, those big, uh, the big, big five big robberies five. in the Philo- they... in the Philadelphia. Yep, in the in the Adelph, in the Palestra. In the Palestra. Two games tomorrow: George Washington at St. Bonaventure. Bonnie's got a big win against St. Joe's the other night. Uh, and Richmond at Davidson. So, big ball game there. Davidson looking to bounce back after falling to the Flyers uh, the other night. Uh, by the way, Richmond 5-3 and three in the A-10. Davidson also, I think, what, 5-2. Uh, and two. So, that is a big game for standings-wise in the A-10. Richmond was 7-13 and 13 overall, but 5-3 and three in the A-10. And uh, St. Bonaventure... Thirteen and six, a uh, chance for them to get back on to maybe get back on track if they can get a if they can beat a GW. Uh, they're 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 not done yet. So, but uh, there's still a lot of basketball to be played. There's opportunities. I mean, look, today was a winnable game. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, but, it was. Um, now you got a week off. You got to stew about it. Um, Flyer fan, I know the Flyer faithful is not happy about this one. I know I'm not. I know John is not. But uh, now it's tough to lose the same. It, like you that. don't like to. You don't like to do that. And the Arch Baron Cup. And by the way, I don't. Who did we choose for our MVPs? By the way, we didn't. Oh, uh, right? we don't when they lose. Not when they lose. Nope. No. So no MVPs for this one. Sorry, guys. Sorry. We would have revealed our ballots. Yes, we the ballots would have, would have been revealed. We would have pulled the curtain back and yes. shown you our ballots. Absolutely uh, voting, but uh, not today. But it's it's a non-starter. That's right. Lost no, not tonight. Not tonight. Maybe if they beat UMass, we'll do that, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> if they win it for the first time since 04, and uh Can you believe it's been that long since they Because now they did win during Gregory's yes. stint. They did in, win in the A-10. a postseason game. In the A-10 That's that why tournament. we always have to give the caveat. It's been a Correct. long time since they've won in Amherst in the regular season because it was 2011, his last year here. That's right. Uh, his last month here, his actually, which year. turned out to be. It was his first year 
um, in the regular season when, when they, they won. So correct. basically, the last two wins have come kind of bookending the Gregory era, that's, if you will. That's right. That's yeah. right. So Art, we should clarify that, that that 2011 game was an A10 tournament. That was where they went to that goofy format for I know I think three Couple years, years before they said About two, two or three years. years before they were like, nah, this is stupid. Where they yeah. played the first and, round and that games. was a wise move by the A10. Yes, because they were playing first round games for two or three years at, at the home sites. sites, and then they would move right. to Boardwalk Hall slash uh, would have been Barclays Center after that. Yeah. Um. So it, they did win in 2011 yeah. as an A10 mm-hmm. tournament game to right. get themselves to. In 11, it still would have been Atlantic City. Right. Right? That's yeah. right. That's right. They hadn't moved to Barclays yet by that mm-hmm. point. Um, but it's been so far since they've won a regular it's, season game in Amherst. It has. That's on the list, is because, you know, we always talk about how hard it is to win in college basketball, but in the Especially 8-10 in, in particular, the there's a handful of venues. GW's on that list. I would have put, until last couple of years, Kingston is on that list, mm-hmm. the Ryan Center. Yeah. St. Joe's tends to be... It's a difficult place to play, but it's not like on that historic bugaboo list. But I would put... GW, Kingston, and Amherst at the top of oh, that yeah. list in terms of top three. places where like it is historically difficult for them to win. The Flyers mm-hmm. and you almost wonder, man, is there something else going on at these venues? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> What's I know. the deal? Yeah, I mean, is there well, like Larry, a voodoo Larry, doll or yeah, something? Larry has to Especially bring his Jobu doll and offer <laughs> cigars and rum that's to exactly Jobu. Right. I think he may have to do that demons. probably. Yeah. Or you, you know what? He may have to do a Jobu doll with a Tom Brady jersey probably. <laughs> Who knows? Because he's heading up there <laughs> to Amherst to uh, to uh, uh, Patriot Country we'll probably. To, uh, we'll have to ask with Larry. So we'll, you're going to do, we'll do we'll the Jobu doll with we'll uh, sure the Larry Tom Brady jersey. Jobu and we'll give him cigars and rum to offer to Jobu. Well, it'll have to be Bud Light maybe. Who knows probably. Yes, well, that's maybe, right. But it may have to be Bud Light, probably. We'll but the, no, but the uh, Flyers fall tonight by a score of 75-62, and uh, they get ready to take on UMass. Coverage begins at one o'clock with the Bud Light pregame show. Tip off is at two, and then feedback is at four, uh, right after the game. So that'll do it for us, Flyer fans. Thank you for tuning in tonight. One more time, Dayton Loser 75-62, as Tiz mentioned. Our next game is Saturday at UMass. So we will see you on the radio a week from today, Flyer fans. Until then, I'm John Tisdale. And I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening, everybody. And go Go Flyers. Flyers. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.